the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Welcome in. Good day. Everyone likes predictions this time of the year. Everyone likes lists. I pulled together a list of predictions on cryptocurrencies or the crypto sector. I guess that's what we should call it, right? The crypto sector. You know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. We're all on the same page. First, there's a lot about crypto I don't know. Um, And there's a lot of subtleties to it. For instance, there's something called proof of stake. Proof of stake requires a lot less computing power. Um, This is important because one thing crypto users brag about is how efficient the technology is at verifying who you are. But to do that, it takes a lot of energy and use a lot of energy. It takes a lot of fossil fuels and computer power. So it's not perfect, right? Um, As these technologies figure out how to use less computing power, they will be embraced by the mainstream a little bit more, maybe not much, but a little bit more. And that little bit more could equal big things. So the first prediction is Ethereum price will rise at a much faster rate than Bitcoin due to the move to proof of stake. Um, Ethereum is the crypto platform that I currently am most intrigued by. And again, I will say this like a college student in his freshman year in an economics class, thinking that he's an economist. I'm not an expert on crypto in any way, shape, or form. Um, another one of the one of the things I like about Ethereum is the platform is I don't think crypto, when we talk about it, necessarily has to be you saying, okay, business, you don't have to pay me this week. Um, crypto can be set up with a smart contract so that if you work in radio and I do two hours a day, I get paid the moment I log off that day for my two hours. It can drip in every minute, minute one, minute 50, minute 79, another drip. It's kind of cool. Do we need it? No. But are there uses that we're not thinking of? Absolutely. For instance, Ethereum has a smart contract angle to it so that the currency When you buy a non-fungible token, when you buy a piece of digital art or a ticket to the Dallas Mavericks, you can keep that proof that you actually went to the game for years and years to come. And they could actually include, um, here, chat with Mark Cuban because you bought a ticket. You'll be one of the, they'll sell 200 crypto tickets and all 200 people are going to go to lunch with Mark Cuban. Okay. It's better than Ticketmaster, right? You get the idea. Next, 
Oh, so smart contracts, let's finish that real quick. Ethereum is interesting because, again, it's the college textbook thing that just fascinates me. College textbooks feel like a scam. If you've ever gone to college and you had to buy a biology 101 book, you're like, why is the book $185? It makes no sense. And the publishers are like, well, the professor wants to use the newest version. And every time we update it, it, we're only printing 800. And there's no volume, volume, volume in that. It's a little bit of a scam, right? Um, It's interesting because I had a business ethics teacher pull the, do you want to buy the business ethics book that costs $200 at the bookstore? Or do you want to go buy Plato's Republic and we'll just read it chapter by chapter and discuss it for over the next 15 weeks. It's like uh, Plato's Republic. So the idea here is, is that the publisher of the biology 101 book can get a, their cut and then the author can get his cut on the revision, revised versions. He can get his cut every time it's sold. The author doesn't get a big cut anymore, right? If it goes to a used bookstore, the author gets nothing. In theory, think of the designer clothes can go this way too. It's very interesting. Okay, prediction number two. Bitcoin may get the upper hand versus stocks in 2022. This is from Mike McGlone, head crypto analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence. Stock market's had an amazing run. Bitcoin's had an amazing run. But the people who are buying Bitcoin in large part are under 35 years old. They don't trust banks. They don't trust the stock market. They've seen two major recessions. They don't trust the job market in their lifetime. And when you've been at work for 12 years and you've seen two big recessions, you're like, whoa, let's think about this. I've been working for 25 years, maybe more, 30, let's say 40 since I was in my teens, right? Um, Recessions happen. They're normal. If they were to happen when I first get out of college and then six years later, I'd be freaked out too. A Fortune 500 crypto company that has gone remote first will declare their official headquarters to be on a competing metaverse. That is a prediction I don't even understand. But in theory, more of us could be working from home at a headquarters online and actually our boss could walk down the hall and see us at our desks instead of in our bed snapping. I saw some crazy statistic, like 80% of millennials have napped on the job. And I'm like, what does that mean? What I think it means? Or does that mean working at home? What's interesting about a headquarters going online, it's not far-fetched. Um, and remote working has become a thing. One of the stories that I'm working for our television right now, it doesn't have a lot of meat, but there was a New York Times article about prepare for the onslaught, the coming of Zillennials which is Generation Z combined with millennials and how they're more than willing to get married online in metaverse. And I kind of like the idea to be quite honest with you. Weddings are poop shows. Your invite list, your friends, your, your bridesmaid who get mad, your bridezillas, they're just, they're shows. 
And when you have to book a location, that's lovely. It sucks. It's pricey. Everything involved is, is crazy. So you, you host a wedding in a metaverse. You can be married on top of a mountaintop. You invite as many friends as you want, and you just mute the ones you don't like. There's dancing. There's parties. There's, there, it could be fun. And there's no travel involved. If you want to be married on a mountaintop, or if you want to be married on the beaches of Hawaii. Believe it or not, I think this could happen. And let's just hit one more prediction. At least 25 countries will be using a central bank digital currency by the end of 2022. Either their own or one issued by another country, such as China's digital yuan. Um, I don't know if we're going to get to 25, but getting to a digital dollar makes a lot of sense. Especially when we want to tax it. Every country will want to tax digital currencies, and there's not a great mechanism in place at this point in time. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Have a question? Reach out at robblackshow.com. robblackshow.com. Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. So I'm just like you. I see way too much stuff on the internet that I don't need to see. One of them was Steve Harvey asked Miss Universe, the contestant, to do her best animal impression. The other 10 ladies, he asked, what's your biggest accomplishment? What was he thinking? She took it in stride and she meowed. But if he gets that job again next year, can you not be fired? Is there, is there anything he can't do to be fired? Remember when he announced the wrong winner? Oh, I don't know. I have to always think about what I'm saying out loud. I've probably been very close to being fired numerous times. And sometimes I get cute and I'll say, oh, do you guys remember that time I almost got fired? And I'll repeat the same exact bad joke again. Um, and it's inappropriate. It was inappropriate the first time. It was inappropriate the second time just retelling the story. But you put in the, my boss almost fired me for this. It's like, oh, well, let's not tell the same story. Nope. Don't want to do that. So a lot of people in the world of the stock market and crypto have made a big fortune on stocks. In my 20s and 30s, I embraced technology stocks. And because I did, I made a fortune. Um, to the point where I was like, I don't need to buy GE. Buy Whiz instead of GE. A lot of young people today are making fortunes on crypto. I throw that down there because... I am now in the position of I've got two children that I will be thinking about potentially dying in the next 10 to 40 years. And what sort of assets do I want to leave to my children, if anything at all? I am not Bill Gates, who is like, I'm not going to leave my kids nothing but $100,000. It's going to be very small. Yeah, she went to Princeton, you know. She's had a pretty good life. And if you really think I believe that you're only going to drop $100,000 on her, I don't believe you. 
I want to leave money to my children. I want them to have a good life. I want them to be able to be good people. I don't want them to have to work for the man. I've had to work for the man and I've hated it at times in my life. Um, to the point that when I was 18 in the summer, I worked at AT&T and I was like, nope, don't want to ever be in the corporate world like this because my boss. So I want my kids to steer clear of that. So I'm going to leave money. Um, I might set up a scholarship for, you know, the same exact idea for another human being. So it's not just my kids who are getting the benefits of my work. But leaving your heirs, inheritance starts making you think of what's the best way to do this. There will be a massive transfer of wealth from one generation to the next, a transfer that's already begun. The median inheritance in 2019 was $92,700 for those whose parents had a college degree and $76,200 for whose parents didn't have a college degree. That's a pretty big chunk of change for mom and dad dying. Um, sadly, I usually see people mishandle that spend. They go out and get a BMW. They go out and get uh, medical procedures to enhance their body. I don't like that. But on top of it, I've seen transfers of wealth. In this case, let's use that $92,700 to six kids. And all my brothers know that I'm wealthy. All of my brothers know that I'm the, the most successful. Uh, because I tell them. <laughs> you don't think I'm not going to tell them that? We used to have a contest when we were growing up. Mom, who's your favorite? And it's still lingering around today. Same contest, even though mom's long gone. Um, I got my mom to sign a note that said, Rob is my favorite. And I pull it out whenever I need to. Anyhow, um, so over the next 30 years, there's gonna be a big transfer of wealth. And one of the things that's happening in my family is my mom died at the beginning of this year. So at the beginning of next year, there's going to be whatever was left is going to be split six ways. And I have an older brother who unfortunately didn't, he was born at the wrong time. He was born at the time where it was okay to be a hippie and smoke marijuana. And my dad was in the military. And when you get caught selling marijuana, you embarrass your father. That was one of the rules growing up is my dad was an officer. There was, we were never allowed to embarrass my father. So, and I knew that because my older brother messed up to the point that there was a headline in the Virginia dispatch, which was Southern Norfolk, Virginia, that said Eagle Scout Black sells dope. Um, and that was like a headline. My dad was mortified and he, he kind of withdrew and I didn't have the greatest childhood because Clint messed it up for the rest of us. But Clint is going to be mad when I get a big chunk of that inheritance and he's like, well, I was closer to mom when she died. I'm like, whatever. Um, and there's gonna be some tough feelings. And that's a clean one. So my current spouse, her sister married, basically a financial loser. Uh, great guy, great guy, wonderful guy, good storyteller, but he hasn't had a job in the last eight years. Their plan is to do something like, and she's an executive at a TV studio, movie studio. Um, so she's been supporting the family. But when she retires, they're going to go to Italy and live cheap. But I'm like, I don't think you guys are thinking too clearly, but it's none of my business. 
A, Italy is not going to be as cheap as you think it is. They have nothing saved. They did buy a house two years ago. That's probably done pretty well. But that's not a good retirement plan because you need somewhere to live when you retire. And Social Security is not going to be enough. Um, but that's what they're banking on. And he's not going to get much Social Security because he's not contributing to Social Security now. We're thinking about, right? So there's going to be some tension when my spouse's parents pass and we get the same chunk of change that they get. And my spouse is already upset at you know her sister because her parents are buying them a car, helping their son who's got some chemical issues. Um, and basically mom and dad or grandma and grandma could be living a better life, but they're kind of supporting her sister's family. It's interesting, right? How the bad blood trickles out. Failing to look ahead to what you're going to do with your estate could cause a lot of stress is what I'm getting at. One of the best things you can leave your kids is cash. Uh, Me and my brother, David convinced my mother that when she passes to liquidate everything and to cut it in sixes. So there was a material run where 15, 20 years ago when her health started going bad, that I said, mom, can I get your frying pan? Because it's something I remember dearly being the fifth boy of the family, watching my mom cook. My dad was tough on me. So I, I hid behind her. So I got the frying pan. So I already got all the physical possessions I want. My older brother, Clint, he raided the house for a car. He raided the house for jewelry. He, he took whatever he could. He's a jerk, is the way I boil it down. But cash is king when it comes to leaving an inheritance. Your heirs also know exactly what it's worth. They can divide it evenly amongst the terms of the will. There's not a run on, well, you get the house and I get the car. There's nothing like that. Um, there's some accounts that are as effective as inheritance. For instance, life insurance. When you pass away, life insurance company will pay your heirs the death benefit in cash. This bypasses probate, so your heirs don't have to wait on the courts to verify your will before receiving their money. It's a simple process. It's very, very clean. Bank products like CDs are lovely. I've never understood anyone who has a safe deposit box. It just it complicates everything. When my father passed, I had to go through his desk of papers and try to like make sense of what he had and didn't have. It could have been a lot easier if he, if he kept good documentation. So at a time where I should have been crying about my daddy and missing him and mourning him, I was trying to figure out what he had and didn't have and what he needed to take care of. Brokerage accounts are pretty easy to break apart. Investments made through a taxable brokerage account like stocks, bonds, mutual funds. They make for attractive inheritances. They're easy to divide and value because your heirs can see the market price. You could say, let's say I have shares of Apple. What you don't want to do is say, well, Rob has shares of Apple and Rob has shares of Coca-Cola. And let's give the sister the Coca-Cola and let's give the brother the apple and the brother's smarter than the sister. The brother thinks it's going to outperform and he tries to take the, you see what I'm saying? You make it complex and you basically get your siblings or children to hate you. Um, 
cars that I don't, um, that I just started to give that one, one thing that I don't like are assets that depreciate like cars. Um, a new car loses about 10% in value within the first six months, within the first month it's driven off the lot. Rather than leaving your heirs cash, you could buy valuable assets towards your end of your life and give them that if that's your thing. So you buy a car in your name. You don't drive it because you're 80 years old. And when you die, you basically gift it to your, your son who doesn't have the money to buy the car. It's already depreciated and you've taken some potential estate tax off the balance sheet for you. Roth IRAs are a great gift in retirement, not in retirement, but in death. Um, we'll talk about this idea and more concepts later. You can find me always online at robblackshow.com. It's Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. And of course, if you set up a trust, it spells everything out very, very clearly. That's what I want you to do, especially if you live in the state of California. You have to put your house in a, cat, in a, a trust, in my opinion. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com. Thanks for listening to the show. The strangest thing I've ever seen in the stock market happened last week. Maybe not the strangest thing, but pretty darn close. If you're a fan of the TV show Sex in the City, and you don't want a spoiler. Spoilers coming in about five seconds. So turn off your radio, click it off, pause it, what have you. One of the main characters in the original series, Mr. Big, passed away after working out on a Peloton. That happened, I guess, on Thursday evening because Friday morning, Peloton stock went down a lot. It seems um very awkward that you could put those two together it doesn't seem real like how did a tv show affect a stock wait 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 what happened exactly like you go no stock went from 46 dollars all the way down to 38 dollars that this is probably like the no-brainer easiest idea to say well if we really thought it was worth $46 on Thursday and it went down to 38 because the death of a fictional character on a TV show on Friday, you could probably get two to four points easily on a rebound when people come to their senses and say, this isn't real. Peloton had to um, issue a press release that said something along the lines of the character's really alive. He didn't really die. Um, Peloton responded to a clever ad with the actor who plays Mr. Big. Um, I think that's hilarious, but it also shows you the effects of how Wall Street can overreact on stories. I don't think this is anything new. The market can be greedy. The market can be fearful. The day after Thanksgiving, we heard the words for the first time, Omicron. And we're like, what is that? It's a Greek letter. And we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're using Greek letters to describe the different variants of COVID now. Because when we said there was a South African variant or an, a variant from India, we, we suddenly started like 
punching people in the face who were from India in the streets of San Francisco. I was like, that doesn't, that's not cool. So instead of getting race hatred going even further, officials decided, let's just name it after alphabet letters. <laughs> Fair enough, right? Um, and I, I totally agree. But we freaked out. And then, you know, like Monday, the stock market pulls down. Tuesday, the market goes back up. We hear a thing that it's not as deadly. Uh, so it goes back up. And then we hear it's not, it's even more infectious. So it goes back down. New York City has put a mask mandate on again for the next 30 days through January 15th. It goes back down. Um, the market is very dramatic on a day-by-day basis. But over the long term, the market tends to run on earnings. Again, if we're trying to tie stuff together, when the Federal Reserve has interest rates near zero, there's really no place for you to put cash. The bond market's not returning 6% yields. The bond market's returning 1% yields. And then we see inflation at 4 to 6%. And we're like, poop, I got to do something with my money. And there is no other alternative. It feels in stocks and crypto. Um, and the Fed's got it wrong. Um, will it become, not totally, will it become the, uh, they will rue the day that Jerome Powell said during the summer months that He's going to wait for the economy to be strong enough because he thinks, yes, inflation's there, but it's transitory. Is transitory not the word of 2021? Now that we like lists and we like figuring out who is what and why and their exact meaning at the end of the year. So the Fed Reserve, um, transitory inflation. And again, there is no alternative is, is the point of the segment and how irrational people can be. When the dollar firms up as we start raising interest rates, it should cause the market to underperform. Am I saying it for sure? Nope. Because I don't know what other variables are going to happen out there. One of the things that is very concerning for me on the transitory inflation, some of it is transitory. We saw lumber prices spike this summer, this spring, and then they, they started to fall by the fall, uh, late summer. So we have seen some transitory, but the amount that I paid for my home spiked due to too much demand. Um, the square footage, they, yeah, it'll come back down. Oh, I definitely overpaid it for it. Uh, but what's interesting in the three months that I've had it, it's already gone up in value in square footage from what someone else paid in a similar location as mine. Rents, they tend to grind higher. They tend rarely to grind lower. Yes, during the pandemic, we saw rents drop. In big cities like New York and San Francisco, as our governments basically said, you know what, you need to move to the city, you can move out of the city. That's fine with us. Um, and people started fleeing their landlords. There was no reason to stay in a one-bedroom apartment in New York City if you were not going to work and spending you know, eight hours of your day outside of the apartment. 
So we did see rents fall, but they're already back higher than they were before the pandemic. So transitory inflation, oof, I, I see some sticky inflation. You can always find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Resources to help you manage your money. Visit robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I like to start Mondays off with a year to date. The Nasdaq's up 21% for the year. The S&P 500 up 25%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 17%. The 10-year Treasury sits at right at about 1.50. When it gets to 1.6, the market gets a little bit more nervous or anxious. When it gets to 1.4, the market gets a little bit more, whoo, we can work with that. So we're right in the middle right now, as Goldilocks would once say. It's just right. As we see economic data strengthen, we'll want to see the 10-year Treasury march higher. Um, we've seen inflation strengthen. We've seen the economy do well with a lot of government stimulus. I'm repeating old stories. COVID sucks. Bitcoin's up 68% for the year. Oil's up 50% for the year. All incredible numbers. SP 500 begins the week after closing an all-time high on Friday. The index has closed a record high more than 67 times this year. That's the highest number since 1995. It needs 10 more before the end of the year to beat 1995. That's just crazy. Microsoft, Alphabet, Apple, NVIDIA, and Tesla alone account for over a third of the S&P 500's gains this year. Again, telling you, it's just a few companies who are having a great, great party. In a world where I feel good, I own the S&P 500, and I also own Microsoft, Alphabet, Apple, and NVIDIA. I've told you about that for years. Early on in the early stages of Tesla, I own a Tesla only because I own the S&P 500. I saw Tesla as another car company in the long run that people would value transportation, not electrification. Um, I was wrong. I thought car companies can't be get a PE of this of 1,000 when Ford's got a PE of 10. Um, so it bothered me, to say the least. Um, over the weekend, I looked at my wealth, and I'm very somber about it. Um, my mother-in-law came to town, and she was gloating about how nice of a home we have now versus last year. And I'm just embarrassed by that. Um, wealth doesn't mean that to me. Um, I work with a person that I would love to sell my home and let him buy a home and I can go back to my old home. Um, that's the way I think. So I've got a weird relationship with wealth. I don't like it. I like what it offers me for the first time in my life. I'm living high on the hog. Um, and I'm supporting three other people while I do it. Um, but it's a very odd thing to say out loud. There was a, a really tragic story in my mind. And when you hear more details about it, it it's kind of an eye-opener in a very sad way. There's a company called Better.com, which went on a hiring spree 
as millennials and zillennials, Generation Z and millennials club together, they buy everything with apps now. And the idea is that we're going to be buying a mortgage with an app. It's an odd thing to think about. But CEO of Better ultimately fired 900 people last week on a Zoom call that lasted three minutes. And it went something like this. Hey, if you're on this Zoom call, you're being let go. Details of severance package will be emailed right after the Zoom call. And here's where the tragedy starts in that story. One family wanted to figure out how they were going to tell their kids that dad lost their job. And then everyone in the world knew that this guy, the CEO, was a jerk the way he did it. Um, Better's going to land on their feet, but not all the employees will. And the CEO is a good, a good CEO. He messaged incredibly poorly to his employees that they were losing their job. I can't say it any better than that. Um, millennials and millennials will actually hear this story and go, oh, I didn't know you can get a mortgage through an app. I'm going to do that. They won't hear the messaging of 900 people lost their job and maybe we should all boycott the company for a couple months. Nope. Bad press is good press. Um, and who I feel really bad for are the kids. Like, ah, your daddy lost his job. Like everyone knew because it went viral. And that's how quickly you can ruin your life with the decisions these days. Don't be a Karen. Like try to understand everyone has a camera now. And I don't know. It's just salt in the wound when things go viral at this point in time. I think people are ignorant. They, they already live in pain, but they live in more pain when things go viral. So that's my story of tragedy and wealth and how it just sucks to see a story like that. I don't feel comfortable hearing about it. Um, so you can kind of imagine there's some other things tied towards that that are bigger issues. Um, some things to know about the market today. Swelling valuations on anything metaverse. One executive that I read over the weekend likened it to buying on Fifth Avenue back in the 1800s. Experts have major predictions for the sector. CEO of crypto startup Meow says a major company could declare their official headquarters to be on the metaverse. Okay, so let's think about that for a second. Let's say that I come up with a mortgage company and I want to do business in all 50 states. But what's the big cost of business? It's, it's, it's labor and it's also office space. What if I say in this new company, you can work from home? but you're going to have to put on a headset and I'm going to actually have to see that you're actually working. See where I'm going at with this? Okay, now wait. Where do you pay taxes? Taxes are a major concern because back in the 1990s, when Amazon started rolling out, there was no tax on the internet. So you could buy stuff from Amazon, a TV, say a thousand bucks. And in California, there's another hundred dollars of taxes, but because you bought it on Amazon, you didn't pay those hundred dollars. So stores like Best Buy were struggling. And we finally figured out a way that you can tax the internet. Crypto. Um, right now, it's kind of a, a very dark area because you could avoid taxes by saying, just pay me on crypto. 
Uh, that'll change. But where are we going as the society of a company says, we're only going to be virtual and they can actually pay employees less and then also have less land cost, right? A lot going on in that story. Uh, today after the close, uh, no big reports. We're not in earnings season. So it's names like Claros Mortgage, which I will pay attention to due to the mortgage angle. There's a company called Fit Incorporated. Don't even know who they are. So young investors are putting their portfolio performance over their well-being. A new study found that millennials and Generation Z, also known as the Zillennials, will make risky investments even if it takes a toll on their mental health. Interesting. I'm moderation and moderation. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.